0: Resurrection family. We welcome you to our worship service. We thank God for you and on behalf of our senior pastor, Ray Brown, we greet you with the love of Christ. If you are watching online, share this stream with your family and friends so that they too can be blessed by this worship experience. Family, we are excited that this Tuesday, February 1st, we will start our 21 days of corporate prayer and fasting. Scripture tells us in Mark chapter 11, verse 24, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. With that in mind, our theme for our 21 days is, expect something amazing. I don't know about you, but I am expecting something amazing to happen over these next 21 days. We wrote a devotional that goes along with the 21 days as well. If you are here in person, you can pick up a hard copy of the devotional today before you leave. And for our friends online, we have sent out a digital version through email or click the link in the chat space. All right. It is time to give the Lord a high praise and hear a mighty word from on high. Pastor Brown is continuing his sermonic series called Reset, and you do not want to miss today's message. But first, praise team, take us a little bit higher and lead us into the presence of the Lord. God bless you, family. Let's worship. Amen.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Good morning, resurrection. Good morning, Resurrection. The 100th number of psalms says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. I need you to see, hear more joy. Good morning, Resurrection. Now, if you serve a God that's been better than good, a God that's kept you from COVID or brought you through COVID, I need you to stand up right now and start to bless the name of the Lord because he's worthy. He's been better to us than if we've been to ourselves. And we should just lift our hands and say thank you whether you're at home
0: or in here in this house right now, we
1: just want you to join us for this worship session. We're about to sing about the goodness of the Lord, yes. and then we're going to sing about how grateful for, that we are for His goodness. Amen. Yeah, hey. 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 Will you be my light when I can I can't take another step. Lord, will you carry me?
2: And when I lost my life,
1: will you be my strength? Will you be my strength? Will you set me a table in the presence of my enemy? I shall not want. I shall not want. I shall not want. My soul's got a shepherd in the valley. My soul's got a shepherd in the valley. I shall not want I shall not want I shall not want, I shall not want.
3: I shall not want. Yeah. Cause my cup's running Cause over Cause my running cup's over. running over And yeah. I shall not want I will find yeah. Where my help comes from
2: And I won't be afraid of the shadow Cause I've seen the sun No, so I will
1: I want y'all
4: Great big praise in this place. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. in the building let's go to God and pray. father we are grateful last week we did not assemble in this building but here we are back again in your holy house we came to bless your name we know that if we bless your name you will bless us we've come to give you praise Because somebody has suggested that when praises go up blessings come down and so we bless you in the name of Jesus we thank you right now Lord somebody didn't even make it today somebody who was here last week is not gonna be here this week and yet we're here and we give you praise we give you honor and we give you glory for giving us one more chance to be in the land of the living and so we praise you we thank you bless your word lord that it might be magnified bless your name let it be glorified bless your people that they may be edified Let the words of our mouth the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight our strength and our redeemer in jesus name we pray let everybody say amen give the lord a great big hand praise in this place amen amen now go on and look at your neighbor and say neighbor I was glad when I saw in social media, emails, or somebody told me, let us return back to the house of the Lord. If you mean that, give God some praise. Amen. Come on, look at the neighbor and say, we're back.
3: (laughs) Satan had me bound but jesus lifted me satan had me bound but jesus lifted me i'm sorry satan had me bound but jesus lifted me singing
4: get that out amen amen we want to remind you that this is the week that we begin our 21 days of prayer and fasting beginning on february the 1st ending on february the 21st that's 21 days amen look at your name and say can you count amen 21 days of prayer and fasting listen this is going to be good for all of us first of all we owe it to god He gave you more than 21 days. You still alive? That's some of y'all more than 21 years. Some of y'all more than 42 years. Somebody got 65 years, and somebody got 75. And hey, you ought to just thank God for whatever time He's given you. I'm sorry, Dan, but when I think about the goodness of Jesus.
2: for me
3: In a minute, but right now I feel a praise in my soul. Yeah! What is this that I feel deep inside?
4: 18 more seconds. Amen. Amen. The devil thought he had me. But Jesus came and grabbed me. And I came and let go. Stop, 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 stop. Stop, stop y'all no that's my fault amen amen but it feels like fire shut up in my bones stop 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 feel like fire shut up in my bones this old-fashioned church right here y'all ready one two Okay, I had to stop that, amen, because we we got another service after this, amen. And, and, and I want y'all to hear this message, amen. How many of you all right now, right now, want to take control of your finances for 2022? Just don't, don't fool me. How many of you really want take to take control no matter what the economy is, no matter how much gas is costing, no matter... What's on the shelves and what's not on the shelves? How many of you all are determined by the grace of God that you want to get control over your financial situation like never before? Just raise your hand. Let me see who I'm talking to today. Amen. Okay. Somebody that didn't raise their hand. Okay. But I need you to sit and just listen. Okay. That didn't raise your hand. Amen. Amen. For the rest of you all, now for all of you who are listening and for those of you who are in this place right now, if you're serious about that, why not you go with me in your scriptures now to Deuteronomy chapter 8. I want a reading to your hearing verses 11 through 18. And we're coming from the new international version of the word. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses eight, 11 through 18. And beginning at verse 11, it reads this. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God failing to observe his commands, his laws, and his decrees that I am giving you this day. Otherwise, when you eat your oatmeal and are satisfied, along with your bacon and eggs and your grits with butter and your steaks, when you build fine houses and settle down in stone oak or ever, or, or in, in shirts of Hollywood, Hollywood shirts, when you settle down and when your herds and your flocks grow large and your silver and gold increase and all you have is multiplied, if you forget your God, then your heart will become proud and you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt. Out of the land of slavery. He led you through the vast and dreadful wilderness, that thirsty and waterless land with its venomous snakes and scorpions. He brought you water out of hard rock, gave you manna to eat in the wilderness, something your ancestors have never seen, just to humble and test you so that. In the end, it might go well with you. You may say to yourself, my power and my strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember, the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth and so confirms his covenant which he swore to your ancestors As it is today the Word of God for the people of God praise be to God you may be seated in the presence of God amen God bless you thank you praise team let's give them a hand one more time amen we want to tag this text today with this title reset your finances look at your neighbor and say neighbor it's about time in fact this is a good time to reset your finances come on look him in the eye and say neighbor just because you got a mask on don't mean you can't hear me you may not can read my lips but the pastor is going to preach about how to reset your finances all right I need y'all to pay attention we're continuing our series entitled Reset based on the belief that periodically, just as we've had to reset our computers, particularly the old school PCs, windows on our computers, we've had to, we have to also reset our lives. The process of resetting computers is exactly the same way that we reset our lives. In order to reset that old computer, it requires three keys, control, alt, and delete. And in life, God's process and God's promise to us is that if you give me control, I will show you an alternative that I have designed just for you. And I will delete any file that the enemy pulls to try to block you from what I have for you. And so today, that's where we want to shift our focus. We want to shift our focus to finances because nothing, and I think y'all will agree with me, has the potential to derail your life and destroy your dreams like bad financial habits. Help me, Holy Spirit, because my prayer for you right now is that God would work a financial miracle in your life even as I speak. I don't know who I'm talking to today but I believe somebody's going to walk out of here changed and empowered in such a way that everything that you dreamed about is about to come true and come to pass. Anybody interested? First of all, I got to ask you a question. Why should God work a miracle for us if nothing does not change in us? God loves to bless those that trust God. God loves to do financial miracles and God does them all the time. I've seen financial miracles in my life. I'm living one right now and I've seen it in the lives of people that I know but miracles always mandate movement on our part. Can I show you how to get there? We've got to listen challenge and change our beliefs if we're going to function faithfully financially. We've got to change our beliefs and our behaviors that sunk our financial battleship in the first place. And today I wanna share with you based on scripture, not something I just pulled out the air or downloaded from the internet, something from the scripture, several principles, I believe that will empower you To reset your finances as we move ahead in the next 11 months y'all it's predicted to be a hard year but you can prosper in hard times can I get a witness I want to encourage you to start and sustain habits that will enable you to live financially free And so here it is if you're interested in a financial reset this teaching that I'm going to share today is sequential in the order of importance because one habit builds upon the next and starting with habit number one a financial reset requires that you have to remember that God is my source can you say that with me say God is my source that's the starting point. If you can't start there, you will never be financially free. That God is the source no matter how it looks, no matter what happens, no matter what goes right or what goes wrong. I must remember that God is the source of all my supply, not my salary, not the economy, not a skill set, not a network, not my savings, not my investments, my source and my strength and my security are in God and God alone. And the reason this is so critical and that you got to remember this is that we've got to discipline ourselves to put our trust, hope, and confidence in something that can never be taken from us. If you put all your trust, your hope, and your confidence, and your security in something that can be taken, then you will be insecure for the rest of your life because you can lose your salary. You can lose your job. You can lose your savings. You can lose your investments. You can lose your home. You can lose your spouse. But you cannot lose the presence of God, the love of God, and your relationship with God. Oh y'all not hearing me today and so here's a habit that we must cultivate on a daily basis we've got to remember that God is the source of our supply God and God alone not your degree not sure it means if the job lets me go that God has another job somewhere that if my business goes belly up then God has another opportunity waiting right around the corner that if the water faucet gets turned off God's got another faucet about to get turned on if one door closes God can open another one y'all shout when I get to yours we've got to cultivate the habits of remembering that our source is God that's the primary teaching of our text Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18 says always remember the Lord your God always remember why it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth now notice what that word says produce the idea is here is that God owns and God loans God owns everything, and God loans it to you and me. Now, in order to grasp that, it requires some humility on our part that none of us own anything. The car you drove up in today, God lets you borrow it. The clothes that you have on right now, God lets you borrow it. The house that you live in, the food that you eat, everything, every gift in your life, everything that you have is on loan from the creator. He loaned it to you for a while while you are here on planet Earth. Sister, I hate to tell you this, but I got to remind you that that man you have is on loan. From God. Brother, that sister is on loan. Parents, those children are on loan. Somebody just smile and say, I'm so glad I could give them back. But listen, what we have. Was God's before we were born, and what we have will return to God after we leave. We just got to get a chance to use God's resources every time. Every now and then, God will chip in some t- little trinkets and allow us to be blessed beyond our, our imagination. He blesses us with resources during our lifetime. But re- don't you ever forget that it all belongs to God, it belonged to God before our entrance and it will return to God after we make our exit. You didn't bring it with you, and you won't be able to take it with you, and that's why you've never seen an armored truck in a funeral procession. Can I get an amen right there? the teaching of this text today is clear it is god who gives us the ability it is god who gives us the capacity the creativity the in, uh, in ingenuity and 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 the ability to produce wealth god's goal for us is to be productive say productive you got to get up off your blessed assurance God gives us the ability to be, productivity, y'all, is a process that entails giving and receiving, making and taking and consuming and contributing. Some people only come to church to consume while others come to church to contribute. In fact, you can contribute right now by just saying amen, preacher. God, listen, has given us this process of give and take. Give and take are the two things that have to be held in creative tension all the days of our life in every area of our life. And if you're involved in anything, in any relationship where all, the only person that's doing the giving is you and somebody else is doing all the taking, you ought to jump out of it as fast as you can. I'll pause and wait let you meditate on that one because that ain't healthy that's not a healthy relationship if you're doing all the giving and they're doing all the taking and understand this y'all capitalism says what's mine is mine and I'm going to keep it communism says what's yours is mine and I'm gonna take it but Christianity says what's mine is God's and I'm going to use it and I'm gonna share it can I get a witness Because God made us to be productive. God made us to create wealth. Are you hearing me? There's nothing wrong, listen, uh, with with productivity and prosperity. There ain't nothing wrong with being prosperous. Uh, Listen, deliver me from a broke, poor Christian. Do you want to be poor? Do you want to be so broke that you can't even pay attention? <laughs> God give, when God has given you the power to be prosperous, we got to remember, y'all, the, the, the source of the blessing and then follow the strategy that he's provided and the strategy, the, the strategy is built upon reciprocity. I plant knowing that I'm going to reap. I give knowing that I'm going to receive. That's habit number one. Remember that God is our source. But here's habit number two. Habit number two is I must make my money honestly. Look at your neighbor and say, you got to be honest. I must make my money honestly. Hear me well. Dishonest money is always short-lived. God does not bless cheating, theft, deception, dishonesty. In fact, Proverbs 15 and 27 says, dishonest money brings grief to the whole family. Did you know that when you make money dishonestly, it's not only going to impact you, but it's going to impact everyone around you. It may bring short-term relief, but it will also bring long-term Grief and it impacts more people than you may assume because this is a lot bigger y'all than just robbers and thieves and drug dealers and wall street bandits Because you can make dishonest money by not giving a full day's work for a full day's pay Look come here for a minute. Come here Look straight ahead. Don't look to your left or right because some of us go to work every day. We get there late Leave early When we're there, all we do is lounge around and most of the day spend 15, 20, 30 minutes. Now that we're at home working, let me just hold on. (laughs) Robbing your employer. Operating dishonestly. Operating within, yeah, that's why I put that. It's going to be quiet when you talk about this. Don't worry. But when you operate, with this with dishonesty listen operating with integrity ought to be the hallmark of a person of faith thank you six of seven of y'all who because listen you listen if we call ourselves Christians then say what you mean mean what you say do what you promise and do it well when you pad an expense account when you overcharge people for work that you do for them, when you misuse resources at work for your own personal benefit, take home the computer one letter off the keyboard at a time. (laughs) Fudge your taxes. All of that is dishonest, y'all. And ultimately, it may give you short-term relief, but it's going to also give you long-term grief. Proverbs 16 and 11 says, The Lord demands fairness. In every business deal he sets the standard that means that when we interact with each other we've got to function with fairness and what this text means is don't lie in a negotiation don't cheat don't pretend that the car you are trying to sell is better than it is don't make somebody a victim you know that car barely rolling you taped the muffler so it's gonna last at least three weeks and you talk about oh man it's in good shape it's worth the blue book value hey, don't don't pretend the house is great when you know those pipes have been rigged and patched barely patched and electrical wiring is very listen that's dishonest and God don't bless mess God honors integrity. Proverbs 28 and 2 says, if you make money by charging high interest rates, you will lose it all to someone who cares for the poor. Listen, you're going to lose it one way or the other when you try to cheat. When you don't tithe. If you don't give it to God one way, he'll take it another way. You think that you're saving by keeping the tithe, the 10%, and, and, and you don't even know how much God is about to take from you. It, you're going to lose more than that. God will put holes in your pocket. That's what the Bible says. Listen, God is not against us making a profit. Proverbs 13 and 11 says, wealth from get-rich-quick scheme disappears quickly, but wealth from hard work will grow. Okay, I need somebody else to say amen, Pastor. Okay, okay, you don't believe me? Warren Buffett, Billionaire. He's been many times listed as one of the richest men in the world. Here's what he says. Y'all want to hear what he says? Number one, he says, the number one law of finance is you don't lose what you've already made. Okay, y'all, y'all didn't get that. Can I tell you the number, way, number one way people lose what they already made? Through get-rich-quick schemes. I, okay, I, I'm this gonna shut everything down. Y'all ain't gonna say no amen. No more for the rest of this sermon when I tell you this. Pyramids. Now, I, no offense. But that's what the word says. Get rich quick schemes don't work. Somebody's at the top getting it all. <laughs> this ain't even I wasn't even gonna preach about this. If it sounds too good to be true, it is. Don't be duped. I'm trying to help my church. Don't get scammed. Don't be hoodwinked. Uh, Greed makes you gullible. Never make an emotional investment. If somebody is pressing you uh, to decide quickly, all types of warning lights ought to be going off in your head. And you've got to be careful of, of those payday loans and all that kind of stuff. Late night infomercials telling you to buy right now just pick up the phone callers are standing by in fact if you buy right now in the next five minutes in the addition to the 15 knives that you don't need we're gonna throw in 37 forks that you can't use (laughs) preach pastor Brown five years later after you got all the stuff first of all when you get it it ain't even nothing like it was on TV oh y'all know Five years later, they still got the same commercial. (laughs) God wants us to be productive, y'all, and productivity entails, it it does not entail, uh, I should say, pressure. In fact, 2 Corinthians 9 says it like this. Do not give because you are manipulated or pressured or even coerced. Even in church, don't let some preacher, some preacher, some pastor make you give out of guilt. That is not biblical. That is not the way you give. Don't be coerced or manipulated or pressured. Here's how you ought to give. Every time you give to resurrection, you ought to give, the Bible says, cheerfully. Anybody look at their giving statement this year when you, what you gave the church and you said, I can't believe I gave that much and God, let me live on the rest. If you take 10 and give to God, he'll give you 90. Won't he do it? I said, won't he do it? God loves a cheerful giver. And what's true about giving is true about investing. Proverbs 21 and five says, good planning and hard work lead to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. Hard work. Hard work. Lead to prosperity. I'm Listen, that means you ought to make your financial decisions slowly. It's been said that over a long period of time, turtles beat rabbits because rabbits are in a hurry. You ought to write that down. Habit number one, remember God is my source. Habit number two, make my money honestly. Can I give you habit number three? Honor God first. Honor God first. He gave it to you. It's not yours in the first place, but he he said, okay, I'm going to let you borrow a hundred. But I need you to give me ten. Tithing, you know... What tithing is, it's not an act. It's simply a principle. Next time somebody asks you, what is tithing? It's a principle. It's a discipline for all of life. It applies not to just your money, but to your life, my time, my talent, my resources. You're being here right now. You're giving to God. But you got to put him first. It doesn't matter whether it's my relationships, my family, my business, my, my money, or my minutes. If I want God to bless me in it, i got to put God first in it. Can I get a witness? Proverbs 3 and 9 says, Honor the Lord by giving him the first part of all your income, and he will... Fill your, bond, your, your he will fill your barns to overflow. Anybody want to live in the overflow? Here's how you do it. Pay God first. Pay God first. Right off the top. And God is not a gangster. He ain't going to come and collect it. He ain't going to hold you up and say, where's my money? <laughs> he wants you to give it to him. If I make ten dollars, then God one dollar belongs to God. The first dollar belongs to God. If I make ten thousand dollars, then how much? Somebody can't count. Yeah, you're right, thousand. Somebody said a hundred. No, you that's one percent. <laughs> that ain't a tithe. That's a amen. That, that's like a cash back incentive from a credit card. Two percent cash back. Yeah, God won't stay. <laughs> listen. The Bible says a tithe. And I got to be honest, I may be in debt with you. I I may be in debt with others, but I will never be in debt with God. Is there anybody here that agrees with me? I I can't. I've been tithing for too long and I'm, I'm not. Listen, it all comes from God in the first place. And if God wants to, he can snatch it back. You worried about God taking 10% off the top? God gave you 100%. You ought to thank him with 10. Pastor, I don't understand. Why does he instruct us to tithe? What's, What's the purpose of the tithe? I really want to do it, but I don't understand it. Deuteronomy 14 says, the purpose of the tithe is to teach you to always put God first in your life. That's all it is. It's a simple principle. God ain't broke. He owns everything, every star. He owns the moon. He owns the earth. All this stuff that he owns, Las Vegas. Y'all got quiet. eh? What he owns? (laughs) Everything belongs to God. God ain't broke. He doesn't need my money. God only wants what my money represents. God wants me to trust him with the things that are most valuable in my life. And as I tithe, y'all, it's a three-hole declaration about my past, about my present, and about my future. When I bring my tithe to the Lord, first it says to God that I'm grateful for everything you've done in my past. Y'all, we're going into two years of a pandemic, and you're still here, and you can't give God a blessing to say Thank you. Somebody would have told me we we wouldn't be in a building for a year. Both our buildings and come back and still be able to come together and worship and do it at a high level. I wouldn't have believed it, but that's what happens when you are obedient to God. It says to God, I'm grateful. And then secondly, it acknowledges that you are number one in my life. He don't want to be on the back burner. Make him number one. And then thirdly, I trust you with the future, past, present, future. No matter, I trust God with the future it, no matter who's in the White House, no matter who's running the government, no matter how the economy looks. I don't care how many uh, storage tanks are being stored up out there wherever they at, can't get the products. I know that God is going to take care of me. And I came to tell you, be not dismayed. Whatever make me, God will take care of you. That's the purpose of the tithe. That's why I should tithe. We should put God first. And here's where we should tithe. Okay, y'all, y'all sit, up, sit up, sit up, sit up. United Way, no. Red Cross, no. Salvation Army, no. That church I grew up in, no. Ooh. That's a donation. You can give to all those things and you ought to give to some of them. But that ain't a tithe. The tithe, the Bible says, belongs to the Lord. How are you going to take something that belongs to somebody else and give it to somebody else? Malachi 3 and 10 says, bring the tithe to my storehouse. Whose storehouse? His storehouse. A full tenth of what you've earned And then God says, now watch this. I I want you to test me. I I want you to try me. I know you have some trust issues, but I want you to take your time and see if I won't open. Somebody ought to be getting ready to stand up and shout because you've done it and it worked. Watch me open up the windows of heaven and pour you out such blessing that you won't have... You can't put it all in your garage. You can't put it all in your closet. You can't put it all in your attic. You got so much blessing that you don't have room. You got to give stuff away every year because the more you give, the more I keep giving to you. You can't beat God giving. Is there anybody here that knows that he will? Won't he do it? Test me. and See if I won't open up the windows of heaven and give you more. Listen, you tithe in the church you regularly attend worship. If you're getting blessed here, you ought to tithe here. If you're sucking up oxygen here, you ought to tithe here. You come in here with your mask on and you walk out of here and you still ain't got a virus, you ought to tithe here. Yeah. Yeah. And if you get it and God lets you survive it, you ought to tithe here. Preach, pastor. Yeah. Well, when when, when do I do it? Yeah, listen, we on the apps now, y'all. It's automatic. <laughs> first corinthians 16 says first day of the week that's sunday that's weekly in other words what it's really saying systematically and then it also says put aside some of what you've earned during the week and then use it for the offering which means tithing is just the first part have you ever have you ever have you ever gone to eat and you left the tip and then paid the bill <laughs> tipped away and then you walked out That's called theft, and they will arrest you for that. (laughs) Have you ever paid the bill and the service was so good that you wanted to give a tip? The amount, y'all, depends on how much God has blessed you. Scripture teaches us that you have have to plan it. Tithing has to be planned. It's all a matter of trust. Go on and download the Resurrection app. (laughs) Get online push on push pace stop looking at me like that y'all Y'all, <laughs> you knew it was coming <laughs> habit number one God is my source habit number two I must make my money honestly habit number three I have to honor God first but then habit number four if I want to reset my finances I have to save money wisely save money wisely save money just like you got saved now your money got to get saved <laughs> oh, listen, I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry listen, listen if I want God to bless my finances I've got to discipline myself to save wisely you see I don't make that much you make enough to save something And here's how you do it. First of all, give God 10%. That's the tithe. That's how you stay out of debt, y'all. You know how to stay out of debt? If you want to get out of debt, tithe. If you want to stay in debt as a believer, and some of y'all are a witness, stop tithing. You will never catch up. Tithe, 10%. That's how you stay out of debt. Many of us are in debt. We've been in debt our whole lives. We even know what debt stands for. You know what debt stands for? Debt stands for doing everything but tithing. (laughs) D-E-B-T. <laughs> you are in debt. You are doing everything but tithing. And you can't get up. You, you under. You, you upside down. You ain't upside down. You way upside down. But when I give God the 10%, the first 10%, and then I save the next 10%, and then I can discipline myself to live on the rest. Now, that's another part, y'all. That's another part. Pay God first and then pay yourself second. Pay God first. John D. Rockefeller, another, another, another billionaire who was the, billionaire, he was, he, he was the Bill Gates of his era, said in an interview when he, they asked him, how did you become a mega millionaire? And he replied, 10, 10, 80. 10, 10, 80. He said, I, I tie the first 10%. I pay myself the second 10%. And I try to manage the 80%. That's how I became a mega billionaire. Anybody want to live in the overflow? Proverbs 21, 20 declares, the wise person saves for the future, but the fool spends whatever they get. Hey, okay, listen. <laughs> When you save, your money is working for you rather than you just working for your money. And then you've got to, watch this, teach your children. If you want to leave a legacy, that's the best legacy you could ever leave. This principle of saving. And I ain't talking about y'all ghetto saving. Y'all know what ghetto saving is? I save And then when I see something, (laughs) I take what I say (laughs) and I buy that fake Gucci bag.
1: Mm, 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 mm.
4: Principle that we're talking about is put it where you can't get it. Everybody ought to have something, 401k, four, whatever you got, someplace where you can't touch it. Stop looking at it, too, because it's going to go up and down. Just, just let it stay there. I promise you it'll go back up. Some of y'all look at And if you're not investing yet, listen, young people hear me well. It's not too early to start. I wish people would have told me this when I was much younger. I had to find this out. Much later, and even at the point where I found it out, I'm already getting tremendous dividends. Listen, I ain't relying on y'all to pay me everything. <laughs> Can I just be real? Because y'all, y- listen, y- y'all are Christians, <laughs> and some of y'all, everything ain't saved yet, you know. <laughs> help me somebody stop relying on your job start relying on God and common sense pay God first pay yourself second discipline yourself to save and here's here, here here listen 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 let me ask the question real quickly how many of you are working a job or have some source of income raise your hand wherever you are okay put your hands down put your hands down the next time you get a raise stop trying to live on that increase and put that away increase your savings put it away as an investment and I'm I, leave it there Le- leave it alone look at your neighbor and say leave it don't you touch that save wisely habit number one okay I'm, I'm, I'm almost through I just want to bless y'all today remember that God is my source habit number two save my make my money wisely honestly Habit number three, honor honor God first. Habit number four, save money wisely. Habit number five, here it is, keep good records. My wife, will tell you, I'm always looking at my stuff, always, and I done found some discrepancies. (laughs) If you don't look at it, ain't nobody else going to look at it. And it ain't big stuff, just little stuff. Hey, what was this? Hoppo. <laughs> keep track of what's coming in and what's going out. Somebody once said that money talks, I heard it, and I can't deny. I heard it once and it said goodbye. I'm sorry, that's, that was. You got to keep track. Your finances, and in our time, there's no excuse for keeping track of your finances. Proverbs 21 and 5 says, "Plan carefully, and you will have plenty. Plan, and you will have plenty. Planning and plenty go together. And here's here here's a fact of life. Here is a fact. I'm not going to lie to you. Sometimes we hear too much. Listen, if if everybody prophesied nothing but positive stuff, it's a lie." So I'm gonna give you a prophetic word that's true. This year, something's going to go wrong. It did last year. Year before that. Year before that. And th- it's a fact of life, y'all. You can rely on this fact. Something's gonna break down, something's not gonna come through, somebody's not gonna show up, or, or somebody it, 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 gonna promise you something that they ain't gonna listen, your kids your health, something, there's going to be emergency somewhere. And since I told you that, you ought to make your planning for that. You need some emer- emergency fund, y'all. That's why you need to keep good records. Proverbs 27 and 24 says, riches can disappear fast. I'm giving you a Bible. Yeah. Somebody's a witness. You ought to say, Pastor, keep preaching because I know in my life, I've had some money to disappear. And the text says riches can disappear fast. So watch your business interests closely. Know the state of your stocks, the balance of your checkbook. You need to check your statements. E- even the bank sometimes makes mistakes, y'all. Amen. Amen. I can't tell you how many times I told them I need a new debit card. I, I don't, <laughs> they get your number, people start charging stuff. I, places I ain't never been. And what gets me is when I go places, they don't even let me use. they talking about, we didn't know you was out of town, Mr. Brown. Yes, that's, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's the most embarrassing thing. Mr. Brown, is, um, your card's not working. What? Y'all ain't being honest. See, somebody just looking straight like, hmm. Four things, four things, four things. Here it is, four things. Here's four things that you shouldn't know at all times. Y'all ready? Here it is. This will bless you. Four things you need to know. You need to know what you own. You need to know what you owe. You need to know what you earn and where it goes. i wait for you. Keep good records. I'm almost through. God is my source. Make my money honestly. Honor God. Save my money Keep good. And here's one more. Number six, plan your spending. And I'm not telling y'all stuff that I haven't rules that I haven't broke at some point in my life. I'm telling y'all what works when I do the right stuff. Plan, y'all. Plan your spending. Most of us, if we're honest, don't have a spending plan. Y'all know what a spending plan is, don't you? Here's how you spell it. B-U-D-G-E-T. Budget. We just spend whatever we get on whatever we want, and that's called impulsiveness, impulse. A spending plan, everybody needs a budget. A budget tells your money where to go rather than wondering where it went. How do you spell relief? B-U-D-G-E-T. Get your B-U-D-G-E-T in order. Y'all ain't helping me. <laughs> How do you get spending under control? Nip it in the B-U-D. GEt <laughs> Proverbs 21.20 says stupid people. That's what the Bible says. You Read the, 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 this version. I forgot where I got it from. But it says stupid people spend their money as fast as they get it. You're going to need some gas next week. <laughs> and it don't go as far as it used to. I remember growing up, $5 would go a long way. Am I by myself? Y'all remember? You didn't have to fill up your tank. Just put $5 in there, boy. Go $5 was filling it up. Now, when I pass $5, man, I'm like, it ain't got a gallon in there yet? <laughs> Impulse buying, impulse, buying on impulse. There's a word that retailers use to encourage impulse buying. It's a four-letter word. And next time you see it, you ought to treat it like it's a four-letter word. (laughs) Some got it, some didn't. Uh, uh, Retailers. Use a four-letter word to pick your pocket. I should have preached this during good, uh, Black, Black Friday. <laughs> I don't need a new TV. Listen, sale, S-A-L-E. Some of y'all, I need to say it because y'all walk out of here, pastor. Remember this. It's never a good deal if you don't need it and you can live without it. And, and if it's good, if it's a good deal today, it'll be a good deal by the end of the week. Either way, if you want to see God's wonders work in your life, you got to do things God's way. Have to plan your spending. I'm almost through. Here it is. God is my, God is my, I must make my money. I must honor God. I got to save my money. I got to keep good. Plan your. And then here's another one. Create a a repayment program. A repayment program. If you're in debt, you did not get there overnight. And you're not going to get out by accident. You've got to plan how am I going to dig out of this hole? You didn't get there overnight, you ain't going to get out overnight. Stop trying to rush it. I just got to get out this hole, all this debt. No, a little at a time. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. My prayer for everyone who came and showed up today who's listening to me is that this word will empower you to become debt-free. I'm waiting for be? How many of you want to be debt-free? God did not create us to live in financial bondage. He created us to live in financial freedom, y'all. And listen, you will be happier and healthier living in financial freedom than you ever will living in financial bondage. But in order to get there, you got to change your ways. You got to change your ways. How do you do it? Create a repayment program. Proverbs 3 and 27 says, don't withhold payment on your debt don't withhold payment on your debt you owe pay it can I tell you something a, many decades ago I stopped loaning people I, I don't loan money anybody in my family they they can add it am I right <laughs> they don't even ask me because they know and I advise you to do the same thing you not a bank If you need help, I will help you, but I'm not going to loan it to you. I ain't got time to be, with my money. And you try to give it back to me on a payment program. What? (laughs) This ain't what I gave you. (laughs) Next week, I'll get some more of it. Next, No, I ain't got time for that. You dodging me? You no longer on the... The text chain no more. You you don't call. You don't come around for Christmas and Thanksgiving. (laughs) You don't go to church no more. (laughs) Loaning folk money tears up more relationships and friendships. Because most people don't even know how to do a loan. They just don't. They they don't know how to do a loan. When you say loan me $100, that means you're going to pay me back the full $100. That's right. <laughs> I'm giving you no credit. <laughs> it's due on the first. <laughs> and so when you read that scripture, don't withhold payment of debt. Put the word loan there. If you put the word loan there, the Bible says you need to pay it back. That's right. Pay it back. Habit number one. I'm I'm, I'm going through this real quick. I'm done now. This is my last one. God is my what? I must make my money what? I have to honor God who? When? And then save my money? Keep good what? Plan your, create a a repayment. And then here's the last one. Devote it all to God. I'm through. Oh, I love this. Devote it all to God. It all belongs to God. I have to devote my whole life, my money, my minutes, my time. My family, my emotions, my thoughts, my ideas, my creativity, my job, my future. Everything belongs to God, and I've got to devote it all to God. My body is not even my own. I've got to devote it to God. Why? Because Jesus paid it all, and all to him I owe. Sin has... Lost its crimson stain. He's washed me whiter than snow. Is there anybody here that knows he paid it all? Yeah. Jesus paid it all, y'all. And here's how, here's how, here's how one group is gonna walk out of here today. I don't know who I'm talking to, but somebody's gonna walk out of here today and, and they're gonna hear this message and they're gonna be convicted and determined to live a better financial life. Somebody's gonna walk out of here and, and you're gonna make some changes in your habits this year. In 2022, you're gonna determine that you're gonna plant a seed in good ground. A few years from now, guess what? You're gonna reap that harvest. You can't plant today and expect a harvest tomorrow. There has to be seasons and you got to water it, y'all. You're gonna to begin to see harvest little by little of those financial decisions because you're, now your financial picture is a lot better. Somebody's going to experience that. But then somebody else, sadly, there's a group that hear these words and for them it's just purely words and, and you're going to walk out totally unchanged. You're going to walk out of here and you'll be like, who is he to be telling me what to do with my money? I'll do what I want to do. And and listen, I ain't trying to preach my word to you. I stand here with the conviction. And every time I stand here, I've prayed and asked God, what do they need to hear? And One thing that the Lord consistently tells me, they don't need to hear from you. You don't need to entertain anybody. You ain't here to impress nobody I called you not to preach your word I want you to preach my word and if you preach my word those who hear it will enjoy the benefits of doing my word is there anybody here that knows God will honor his word he's no shorter than his word y'all But for some people, no matter how much we preach, their financial formula is this, y'all. Get it quickly. Spend it impulsively. Worry about not having money continuously. Try to pay bills barely. Save something hopefully and give something maybe. That's not God's that's not how he blesses. Here's how God blesses. The plan that God blesses is get money honestly. Give money cheerfully. Save money faithfully. Spend money wisely. Yeah. Avoid debt consistently and then you get to live abundantly jesus said i come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly and is there anybody here that wants to live an abundant life you ought to say thank you lord for your word today I determine as I leave my seat today and walk out of this house, I'm going to give God a praise. Everything God gives me, I'm going to give back to him because I know the more I give, the more he gives. Am I right about it? Is there anybody know here that knows he will bless you, he will make you, won't he do it? He will shape you. Come on and give God a great day. I'm through
3: it. Won't he do it? Oh, I need more than, I need about 15 more witnesses. Won't the Lord do it?
4: Stand on your feet wherever you are.
0: Listen. And I mean this sincerely. What an, an incredible on time word from Pastor Brown. Thank you for helping us to reset. Perhaps there is someone today who wants to reset their life by becoming part of God's family. Resetting your life is really as simple as A, B, C. A, admit that you need God and without him, you are lost in sin. B is for believe that Jesus is the Son of God and died for our sins. And C, confess that Jesus is Lord and is coming back for us. We have made joining this church super easy for you. We invite you to take out your phone and text the word JOIN to 830-689-8074. We will then connect with you immediately and tell you how to become part of the family. If you sent the text, we welcome you to the Resurrection family. Before we go, we once again wanna thank you for your continued support of this ministry. You can give electronically through Pushpay. Go to your app store and download the Pushpay app and look for Resurrection or you can click on the give link on the church's website or mail it in or drop it off to the church's location. We thank you so much for joining us today. Don't forget to click the link in the chat space to download your devotional. And 21 days of prayer and fasting begins Tuesday, February 1st. God bless you and let's expect something amazing this week.